I signed my mom up for J date this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I told and you. I'm old- pretty sure, pretty sure Kaplan's on there. So, <laughs> and she and she's already got a bunch of bites, and she's um and she's talking to some dudes. So who knows? Maybe they'll like wrestling. Maybe she'll take her to some shows down there in Florida to the performance center. <laughs> You're such a good son to get your mom dick down. That's awesome. <laughs> Listen, I get it. We all got it. We we all have our our needs. We all have to figure that stuff out. But um, yeah. What was funnier is trying to see her figure out technology, and now she's all hooked on it. So God bless her. I hope she finds plenty of dudes for herself. <laughs> your mom's gonna be rolling in wangs. <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's Literally. a little yeah. <laughs> It's a little vulgar, but okay. I'll I'll let it pass since it made me laugh. Oh, but I had her sitting with me watching uh uh the the Jayla tournament on Friday night. We had a good time. We were just chilling. I was drinking peanut butter whiskey the whole night. And it's not any worse than what Jayhawk's wife does with Wangs. So you know what, motherfucker? No, no, no. Jayhawk. I am not in the mood. I am not in the mood for this shit this week. <laughs> it happened so fast. I didn't see it coming, Jayhawk. I didn't have time to shield you from it. Like, like Saturday, like literally the only good day I've had in the fucking week. Like, I, I'm not in the mood for this shit. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm great, the only one in a good mood today. I'm in a great Apparently. mood. No, I'm in a great mood. I think Butters just woke up from his nap. He's probably in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. Just you, Jayhawk, because you're watching the Browns. They're making you upset. And now, now you lost your sense of humor. It's not even it's not even the, it's not even the Browns. Like, I don't take my kid to the Guardian game yesterday. And I'm leaving J-Lit on Saturday. My wife's car, her brake light comes on. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll probably just brake fluid, but I'm not going to take Champ driving it back to Cleveland the next day. No no problem. I'll take Logan to lunch and make up for it. The fucking car wound up dying on the way to lunch. Oh, shit. And we didn't even get fucking lunch out of the, out of the deal. Don't know what's actually wrong with the car yet. Mechanic hasn't gotten back to us. I don't know how much money at that count. I still haven't gotten my car, my, my brake fixed. No, my car is still fucked. And I'm yeah, like I'm not in the mood for the bullshit. Oh, poor Jayhawk! What a weekend! <laughs> the utopia of the Jaylit weekend, and now both cars don't work, and watching the Browns in your basement just doesn't get more difficult. Yeah, dude's upset. He can't go to the dog park. He's fucking upset. Oh god! Oh, fuck off! Oh butters! Oh yeah. boy! You're getting you're getting me confused with what you do to look for date, motherfucker. That. Why? Why are we now? I feel I'm getting pulled into this. What the fuck? I had a wonderful weekend. And now Good. I'm tell into tell this me, Mars, t- tell me what you did on Friday because you look I, like you were happy. I kissed so many girls. It was a great time. Yeah, girl, do it. Yeah, Mars is a slut now. <laughs> now, Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, we're not slut shaming on this show. No, definitely not. What? It, what? Where'd you go again? What was that thing called? Uh, so I helped with running uh, Sapphic Night at No Class, a uh, oh, big, big queer uh, event, dance party. I had a very important job, actually, other than that. I was pretty JKS, and I was in control of the smoke machine. I had to push the button down at the right times. I nailed it. I killed it. Wait, wait. Did they pay you for that? Not for the smoke machine, for help running it? We got paid anyway. Yeah, it is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know if it was a. I'm gig. not trying to get. I didn't know if like it was like a. Here. Oh no, no, I didn't know if it was like a paid gig that you got a chance to like do all sorts of shit and get paid and everything. Um, I was more helping out, of, but I got in for free and got free drinks. So like Excellent. that was kind of my payments. Oh, that's good. That works. You got I paid in free drink and locked a kicking girl. Yeah. Well, that was going to happen regardless. Like <laughs> I have when you have the T girl res like I do, it was going to happen regardless. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's such a confidence coming from you, Morris. I love it. 
Marcy was, showing about- off, Marcy was showing off her knees on Saturday, and uh, so it was, it was a pretty horror move. So, <laughs> to just expose because I exposed my knees. Yeah, out of everything I you did, this cover weekend, those up when you're walking around. Out of everything I did this weekend, me exposing my knees is what makes me a whore. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Try that in upstate New York, Mars. The Jews up there would not allow it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the Indie Wrestling Guide. Oh, I'm Jayhawk. Jay Gold. I'm Marcy. Oh, I'm Fat Butters. I ate so much food this weekend. It's disgusting. Oh yeah, where did you go with uh with Stacy and and Pam? Did you go to wherever they were they were going to eat? Yeah, this this little Mexican joint in Lakewood. That's really good. Did they do they have good food at the Temple Live or no? Fuck no. Five dollar <laughs> hot dogs, man. Five dollar glizzies. That was that was literally it. With five dollar hot dogs. Isn't it a concert club with like multiple venues inside? Yep, multiple venue, multiple bar, and they have hot dogs. The only food, actual food item. Wait, no, they have chips. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You can get you can get the you can get the twenty five cent bag of chip for like four bucks. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. I think maybe a candy bar, maybe. Yeah, Powerade cans of pop for three dollars. Powerade for four dollars. You know, fun stuff like that. Fifteen dollar drinks. Waiting in line for you know twenty minutes to get served. Yeah. Yeah, I, I stood behind Orange Flackley when he was getting a drink order. He he ordered a twisted tea and I like a water with like seventeen bucks. I or I got a water behind him and the water was three bucks. They paid charge like fourteen bucks for a fucking twisted tea. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's a that's that's an awful lot of money, but not, not to mention surprising. that they were charging for parking on Friday uh, again because um, there was other events there. So they were trying to charge twenty dollars. I decided to go down and park at the uh, Children's Museum. And so apparently when the lot got full at Temple, they moved their sign down to the Children's Museum and charged people to park there. No. Yes. Oh, that, that's shitty. That's not even oh, that is so lot. shitty. But you got yeah. it first, right? You didn't have to pay. Oh, I didn't have to pay. No. I, right, I, and then on day two, we parked uh, right in front of the building where uh, on the street where there was uh, parking and stuff like that. So we literally didn't have to pay anything for day two. So no, that's really fucking shitty. For them to do that, that's yep. really shitty. Yep. Yeah, I got I got there early enough on Saturday that I didn't, I didn't have to pay for parking, but they were out there between the two shows. So, well, yeah. So you did. So we're not we're not talking about fresh meat today. But did you did you all go to fresh meat on Saturday or only to the night two? Butter and I were at fresh meat. Mark, you didn't come until night two. Okay. I needed to re- I needed to recover. Yeah, 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 she couldn't handle too much more meat after after Friday night. So, <laughs> were there. <laughs> were there a lot went, of families of the of these guys who who debuted? That was most of the crowd, if we're being honest. Although we did end up getting an answer to a question that we, that was asked last week. If you recall, Ronald Tuleg asked Matt Wadsworth what the shortest match in AIW history, and Wadsworth didn't know. Well, we saw it happen live at Fresh Meat. Really it, 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 cool, cool it ass Andy. Kick, yep. It is All now right. kick second. Cool ass Andy is my is my absolute favorite. What what a ridiculous ridiculous uh, gimmick Cool Ass Andy has. But I love how on board everybody is. It's amazing. Oh, Cool Ass Andy. He got his ass handed to him by uh by a Larry from from old Broner. But yeah, the best part was Broner posing with him with his yeah. limp body afterwards. That was <laughs> that was really great. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Woo. Well, I had my whole family here on Saturday, and uh, and my brother and my sister-in-law my niece and nephew and my mom so we all had rosh hashanah and in the background all day was aiw streaming all day long saturday fresh meat all the way through to the end of jayla at night too so 
you know this house was dedicated. It might be a house of God, but we worship AIW here as well. <laughs> there was all kinds of craziness that happened this weekend that we will get into. Um, nice. Oh, I yeah. We should get into other stuff first. No, oh, what's on coming out? We got shout outs uh, for our $10 tier, Zach, Chris, Andrew, and Brock. And, of course, our special shout out to Patty, who was at all the shows this weekend and uh, took a bunch of photos with her. So Nice. Hey, Patty. Hey, Patreon dopes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing from the weekend is just between yesterday and today, you know, all the picture Patty posted. Yeah, she I was like so going many. through. Yeah, she's she's very beloved, man. She's she just everybody uh, loves to see Patty. Yeah, it's we, we got we got a picture with her. Yeah, yep. I got several and one like I think I got two on Saturday and then uh, one on Friday. But yeah, we did yep. that one big group one and then we did another uh one with you and i so yeah that's so cool now we can go into uh what's on now what's on what's on this weekend and uh, fight tv got a stack lineup of independent wrestling this week i'm not going to hit every show uh but there is actually wednesday night wrestling on fight fight life wrestling pre-getting doom switch Wednesday, September 20th at 7.30 p.m. from East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Masha Klimovich against Danny Mile in a commission match for the Fight Life World Championship, your main event on that, on that show. Alec Prick against Kellen Tomic on that card as well. We got Ohio Valley Wrestling Live at 7 o'clock on Thursday like, like, like normal. GKW got a couple of shows from Germany this weekend. Friday, September 22nd at 5.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Long live GKW. Blake Christian defending the GKW World title against Peter Tahani, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Nick Gage against Joey Janela on that card as well. Bud Clam got a show Friday night at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, we got two shows from Black Label Pro. It's TurboGraph 24, a 1 o'clock and a 5.30 show, both rounds of the tournament on back-to-back show. Among the first-round matches, Tom Lawler against Trey Lamar. Cole Radrick against Kenny Kiss, Kevin Koo against Matt McCowski, Shaka McKenzie against Puff. I can I can hear our friend group going knocking about that one already. <laughs> much, much more on that card. That's just part of the first round there. That guy got the second round at 5:30. And at 5 p.m. on Saturday, GTW versus the world, live from Germany. Rena Yamashita against Lou Nickin for the Ultraviolet Championship. Blake Richard, if he retains on Friday, will defend the GTW World title on Saturday against Acknel Titcher. Much, much more on that. And that's not even all the show. I mean, there's a lot of live wrestling on Fight. By the way, it, he doesn't listen, but uh, my pal Sabu is coming to New York in, t- in three weeks to create a pro. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think he's coming with Fonzie, but if he does, I'm sure I can pick Fonzie up from the airport. I'm sure we'll have some stories. But uh, yeah, Sabu's well, coming. Well, you also pick Sabu up. No, just Fonzie. Just Sabu Fonzie. can find his own fucking way. <laughs> you you can you can work your magic and get Sabu on the show. He's no, on the show. <laughs> Sabu Sabu listens. It's you know he, he listens. He he, sure. he told me one time. Yeah, yeah. He's on the show. I don't think he's gonna do anything. I think he's just doing a signing. But he's on the show, and so is Chris Statlander, which is cool. I wish she would fight like Jocelyn or somebody. But I, I was talking about getting Sabu on our show. On this show, you want me to get you want me to reach out to him? ECW legend. I'm sure he has some great mumbling to do if we get him in front of a microphone. Do you think about, do you think if I ask him about Femboys, he'll know what I'm talking about? 
You know what? You'd be surprised. <laughs> he knows a lot of weird shit. He lives out there in Vegas. It's you know, it's some weird shit going on. Do you think Sabu is an appreciator of M Boys? I, I would think so. I'd like to hope so, Mars. I'd like to me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I just I'd I like... just want to ask him the wrecking league lick question because he pre probably backstage for half that shit. Yeah. Uh, Mars, I'd like to hope Santa's real too. <laughs> <laughs> Marky, what's on IWTV this week? <laughs> All right, over on the IWTV side, on Friday at 7 p.m., PWF presents the 8th Annual Premier Tag League. On Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, ETU presents Nostalgia Ultra. And then at 6 p.m. on Saturday, Pro Wrestling Magic presents Take On Me. Uh, we got two shows on Sunday. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, H2O presents 200. And then on 7 p.m. Pacific Time, uh, Prestige Wrestling presents The Respect Issue, featuring Trisha Dora taking on Shoko Nakajima, Lee Moriarty taking on Jonathan Gresham, Titus Alexander taking on Ray Horace, and much, much more. Moriarty and Gresham can be fantastic. I need, to, yes. I need to make a point to watch that one. That ETU show is down in Williams, uh, Williamstown or whatever at the H2O, I think. I, it was supposed to be up here. I thought it was going to be in Newark or something, but I'd rather be in Ridgefield Park. But unfortunately, it's so far away from here that I won't be able to go to it this time. IW Guide presents another absolute intense wrestling review. And it's a double review, but we are reviewing the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, which took place September 15th and 15th from Temple Live in Cleveland, Ohio. Night one was all the 12 first round matches, and we're going to start it off with the opening match. First round, Vic Vike versus Trey Lamar. So yeah, this was something that uh, they had kind of uh, made some contact in, a, in that uh, match at a- Absolution. And now we got to see them in singles, which they both wanted. So, and also, can we can we first start off by saying Thorne was working the tweet machine all day? Apparently, there were um, there were changes made. There were people who couldn't make it. There were people who were hurt, um, and there was a lot of different matches that were kind of originally brought out during this whole week. Shit was moving around and changing. So it was a very impressive uh, a display of booking on the fly, so to speak. Yeah, the yeah. psychosis uh, had to cancel. Uh, Eddie Kingston had to cancel. Yeah. Um, Shaw Mason. Shaw Mason had emergency surgery. We did get to see him um, at the show on Saturday. So that was nice. Uh, I got to see him for a couple minutes. Uh, of course, he saw me trip going down the steps outside, and I uh, wanted to make sure that I knew that he saw me trip. Uh, <laughs> As he should. So, yeah. Butters, were you sitting at one of those tables? Where were you sitting on night uh, one? I sat at a table with Stacy and Pam for all three shows. Nice. Um, and they weren't very strict about it, so we ended up having pretty <laughs> much our entire crew at the table area. <laughs> For most of the shows, which was sweet. So, except for Jayhawk, Jayhawk didn't want no part of us on night two. He sat up in his little GA seat away from us, didn't want to hang out with the whole crew. I had my GA seat eager for me to write the fucking note down. We have match time can finish it written down. Who are you, Steve Bartman? You just sat in the uh, in the upper deck with your headphones and your paper and pen? Dude, the key I had was cut you good key. I could keep fucking everything, including when they were fighting on the fucking floor. Like, I wasn't sweating it. 
I kind uh, of I, I came to the table for fresh meat. First of all, I didn't get any laugh out of the Steve Bartman line, but Jayhawk, you especially should have laughed at that. No, I I, I understand the Steve Bartman line. I got Mars, it. Mars probably did not get it, but Butters, Jayhawk, I expect better of the two of you. That was a very funny line. I would not be I, shocked I if Butters didn't is. get it. Actually, yeah, I, Steve I Bartman, the guy who cost the Cubs the World Series. No, Mm-mm. he did not cost the Cubs the World Series. The Cubs sure. threw a hickey fit about that, not being able to recover from that. It's the same well, thing with it's the same thing with fucking Red Sox fan claiming Bo Buckner caught in the World Series. Well, no, he, did. he caught you. He caught you game six. You still had to fuck game seven up. They so fuck you. If they won game six, they would have clinched. They would have won the World Series. Yeah, but they all, but they but they also lost game seven. What can Bo Buckner fault? They lost game seven. They were demoralized at that point. Anyway, I why digress. Are we talking about this again <laughs> because I was making fun of Jayhawk Mars. That's why. <laughs> anyway, Vic Vice Trey Lamar. Really excited for both these guys. I love seeing Trey Lamar back in like in the ring doing his thing at AIW. That that Steve Guy uh, uh, edited promo he did the the LeBron coming home to Cleveland thing. Great piece of like vignette. Really well done. I was very excited for this match. So I was extra disappointed when the uh, stream decided to fuck up. <laughs> well, so we were sitting there and in the middle of the match, we hear this loud like boom because like a like a microphone got turned on and it like made a big popping boom. And then a couple seconds later, it happened again. And then everybody's like, oh, the stream's down. Well, I guess they had some type of electrical issue and it fucking like turned off and back on and off and back on and it kicked off the Internet or whatever uh, that the venue was using. So that's why you guys lost uh, service for a little bit. Yeah, what I think it was four minutes out of the entire thing. Like it was nothing. It was also like it was the end, though. That's the <laughs> like down the back before the before the end of the match. We call it, we call the finish. Yeah, we got it to was, see the it, finish. It was very good. Um, it was. I there was I like the majority of the matches from night one, um, but this was like something we were hoping to see to begin with. You know, after that multi man match, uh, so this was cool to see. <laughs> This is a good choice to start the tournament would, off on. Would you say Vic Vice is like the, like, uh, I mean, he's the most improved, right? Like by far. Oh, yeah. All those kids in the last year. I think I'd say he's, Vice... he's number three coming up behind Sam and Shaw. Yeah. I think uh, it's different with Sam and Shaw because they were ready. They kind of already established themselves very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of just been good this whole time. Um, not to say that Vic wasn't, but he's kind of just been clawing his way on like the dark on the like dark matches in the undercard. Yeah, he's worked hard, and they've used him as like fill-ins. Like, oh, they've where- absolutely like he had that tag team. He's and then you know now he's back on his own, and he's and he's doing this feud with Austin James, and that's really showcasing his uh, talents. He uh, is definitely putting in the work, and you can very much tell that he is putting in the work. And, uh, you know, I what I said earlier about him being, you know, third of the guys, that's not putting them in, like, a, in a specific line. That's just, like, he's coming along to that point now where I feel like he is on that level with them and because, you know, they're on, like, another level compared to a lot of uh, other people. I think he's, he's worked hard. He's got himself on that other level. Um and he continues to impress. So I think that's that's really um, important um, yeah. that he keeps focusing and working and getting better each time because, you know, don't don't get stagnant. Don't, you know. Yeah. When we're, when we're talking about most improved, though, like Sean and Pam were like really good right off the bat. And Vic was kind of, I don't want to say floundering necessarily, but he didn't have that bug behind him. And he got so much better in the last year that he that 
now now we can put him at that like number three tier. He he was finding himself. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He just had to find his footing. That's all it was, and he he's really found it, and he's really started to take off since he's found it. So it just took him a little bit longer. You know, that's one of those things that like with young wrestlers, like they're not all gonna come out the gate with like everything, and even even you know Shaw and Sam are you're still finding finding their way on things. So it's 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 that you know they're still in their you know first year learning process being out there on doing out there doing stuff so it's it's fun to watch it's fun to to see you know the little improvements here and there and um i'll tell you what though anytime that there is like a flub when it comes to the finish uh if, if it is something that happens it, it, it seems to for some reason always seems to happen to vic uh they always go right into the into something else to finish it up and uh it always um doesn't look super contrived like if say you know there's a, a move off the top rope um and they they botch it they go right into something else to finish it up and it always looks great they never try to do it twice the whole nine it always lands perfectly so like even if it's a, there's a screw up he goes right into something else like that's like something i you know guys that have been wrestling for five ten years don't get that they shouldn't do so i mean it's really great that he has that like already in his back pocket i know we have i know we have a lot of matches to talk about but for vic vice his confidence now is so much different than when i first saw him that you could just tell he's starting to feel so comfortable like a quarterback in the pocket like he's starting to get very comfortable with who he is and where Mm -hmm. his place is so good on him man it was great but trey lamar is always top top notch so well, yeah, that's, you know, bringing Trey Lamar back is such a wonderful thing because he has been out and around on the indies for so long now. He brings this whole new vibe and being able to work with all the students, you know, this, you know, metal sharpens metal and having him back and being able to work with these guys is just a, a, a blessing because I think that he's he's got something there. He hasn't quite broken a full on national level yet, but he's like right on the cusp of doing that and helping all these kids is going to be, you know, it's, it's great for all of them. So in the end, it is Trey Lamar advancing with a version of the Michinoku driver in 1139. We move on to our next first round matchup and it is uh, old production against new production. Magnum PK against the final girl, Giggy Heim. I, 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 I love Magnum. I, I, I miss him. I was so glad he's back. I need a photo. So Magnum, if you're listening by by hell on earth, you better be there this year. So I get my photo. But um, I there was the the two styles were really really well meshed together here. Like Ziggy with that like you know the pitbull style, and Magnum's just all entertainment, all kind of you know flashy. I mean, he's, his selling is is on point. Just everything he does is so different. I I like that he's back. Like Trey Lamar, he brings a completely different angle, and you can set him up in some feuds. And, I, and if he gives a normal schedule, you know, with Thorne's got a normal schedule for him, there's no place that he can't kind of fit in on the card. He doesn't have to just be a nostalgia run. He could come in and really just start running feuds. So I don't know. I, I'm not sure where he's going to drop as far as his, where his like big like story is going to go, but I'm, I love it. I love I it. Some, I, I have some I, thoughts. I, I, me, I was just about to say, but we might get to this later in the show, but I have some thoughts. Uh, but you know, the, the story they kind of told throughout is like, he didn't really want to, you know, beat her up. She was like, no, we're going to fight. And then he just, they kind of just went back and forth with that a little bit. And finally he, you know, put her down and put her away, but, uh, he, you could tell he really didn't want to do it. So 
And boy, is the crowd behind Ziggy. Yes. Yeah, they, they love her. They do. This is like the only time I saw I could see Magnum actually getting booed. Like, and I, I'm, look, when those two were in the ring together, I didn't. I was one of those. I just hope everyone has fun. <laughs> but I, I absolutely, I love. I, uh, sorry, Zig. I just love Magnum so much, like that. I, I missed him when he left. It was a big void in in AIW when he was gone. He was so hot when he had to retire that you know you just now that you see him back, it's just great to have him back. Like Trey Lamar, just another breath of fresh air in the company that they can write pieces around and his promo that he cut the day before or two days before where he's sitting on that, like, uh, um, you know, outside catwalk staircase or whatever. So good. He just, he just did it right. So I'm glad he's back. The end of the match, you know, didn't matter to me as much who moved on there, but it made more sense the next night, but it was great. The match was fun in general. It was Magnum CK getting the win with an inverted suplex and seven minutes and 10 seconds. And we move on. This, this next match was my favorite match of the first round. Colin Delaney taking on Dex Royal. Dex Royal, a substitute for Shaw Macon. Colin Delaney coming out at The Undertaker because he got the streak. It's a 10th straight J-Lit. <laughs> Which I'm glad Dustin Alberti picked up on it, but I didn't get it at first either. Um, I'm glad somebody did. No, Wadsworth mentioned it. Oh, yeah, there was there was people in the crowd that didn't get what he was doing and just called him like a shitty Undertaker. And I'm like, that's not his gimmick. I promise you, that's just he's doing something specific for that. That's not that's not what it is. I mean, he Colin just gets it. I love watching Colin in the ring. He's just one of those guys. And could you have put him? Uh, could Dex Royal have been in the ring with a better like? Oh, I mean, all the booking this on the two days. Yes, it was difficult and expensive and crazy but the booking was i give thorne and dom and Derek and whoever else wrote it up the shows full marks because the booking was on point what a smart thing to do to put that kid with colin absolutely my first time seeing deck royal and i like this kid where did they find him where'd they find him from black label pro so he's an indiana kid is he a big starks brands kid do you know the answer to that one i honestly don't uh dex royal uh no they he debuted I do not know, honestly. I do not know. Okay, just asking. I'm sure we'll find. Out. I'm sure people on, who listen will tweet at us and tell us where he, where his origin story began. But yeah, really interesting to see a guy like that. Another dude you can put into a bunch of stuff coming up. Just another. You can have him versus Big Sam versus Shaw versus the uh, Man Bear Pig Kid. Any of those things you can put in there, and that kid Dex Royal is going to be. I'm I'm very excited. They have there's there's an infusion of talent that this company has needed for a little bit, and it's very nice to see. It looks like he's from Indiana. Mm. Yeah, they said they they said that they discovered him at a Black Label Pro show. No. Yeah, and he came out for the um, Wadsworth show, and then he uh, yeah got the chance because of the he showed out at that show. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Cage Match just tackled lifted up from Indiana. Like, there's no kidding, but. I mean, that's where the majority of his magic have been. So I like it. I like I can't wait to see where he's gonna go. Very interesting. Yeah, I would not have been up kind of had he won this one, but unfortunately it was Colin Delaney. I don't I don't want to care, unfortunately. I like Colin. Colin Delaney getting the win, 15 minutes and 14 seconds. We move on to more first round action. Jocelyn Navarro taking on Mikey Montgomery. <laughs> Another perfect matchup that I enjoyed. And my my mom was watching with me, and she was like, Oh no, she's like she goes, that girl is going to wrestle that guy. I'm like, yeah. Like they, I go intergender. It's wrestling. It doesn't matter. She was like, she's like, oh, I don't want her to get hurt. I'm like, you should be worried for Mikey. You don't have to be worried for Jocelyn. Jocelyn <laughs> is fine. Like, 
My mom was just like in, encapsulated by watching that match. She could not understand the intergender match. Couldn't get it, but she was loving it. There was a bunch of hip attacks. There was a a a, a, bu- a lot of stuff. Like I just the, another another two people you can put in against anybody, which is another testament to AIW's uh, really deep roster at this point. There's a picture going around. I want to credit Michael Porter for it. I'm not sure if it was his or not, but the picture basically Mikey Fake and Jocelyn grew around and Jocelyn about to hit it. That's like all the entire picture. <laughs> right. It's a it's the hip attack. I like how you said rear end. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> I swear enough on this show every once in a while I gotta clean it up yeah it was very clean yeah you gotta bring that back more yeah rear end's <laughs> a good word two words actually but anyway yeah you're right <laughs> I, I I don't want to call this an upset but in my opinion it's kind of an upset it's Mikey Montgomery getting the pin with the rolling Death Valley driver 1102 I really thought Jonathan was going to move on which is the only reason I'm calling this an upset but I, I like that rolling Death Valley driver. I do. It looks good. It, it Jocelyn Jocelyn took it well. It it just it's a good looking move and and the and the match was good for what it was. We I know you, I know you don't have match times in front of you, but the match times didn't overstay their welcome at all. And for twelve I, matches, been, it could I, be I've been paying match time the entire time. What do you mean I don't have match time in front of me? Oh, That's I missed the one it. thing Sorry. Jared does when he brings his notebook is literally times the matches. Josh, <laughs> Sorry. he's, the, he's that guy. I missed it. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> only the wow. most professional, wow, professional Josh. i heard the fun finish i just didn't hear the, the <sighs> match time sorry jayhawk <laughs> it's not, it, it would be one thing if it was like the first one i did i've done it the entire show so far you're right i'm i'm really sorry i keep missing that last piece i don't know why all right moving on from there first round action filthy <laughs> tom lawler taking on the slugger austin james Oh, can't Tom. wait to talk. I can't wait to talk about Tom Lawler on night two. But that is night one right now. Oh, this was the what do we call it? Tom. I called it a base brawl. This is a base brawl between with Tom Lawler dressed up as a softball player and hitting a home run and running the running in the ring and pretending they hit a home run. I loved it. Austin <laughs> James is a fun is a another. He could be. He, you could say he's probably four after Vic Vice or even three and three A. Because Austin James, they put into all sorts of situations at this point. He's wrestled everyone. Yeah. I think they like him. I think if you see how they book Austin James, I think they have a very high ceiling scheduled for that kid. I really do. Oh, filthy Tom Lawler. Come, come great wrestling between each two here. Filthy Tom Lawler getting a firing carry into a cradle for the pin. 10 minutes and 34 seconds. And then we go into another first-round matchup. It is Derek Dillinger, the captain component of Capri, who composed to be Kaikoka. Instead, it's going to be Matthew Justin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know people are going to be disappointed. Oh, it's a letdown. Twenty four hours notice. I I don't think it was a letdown. I think I, I don't. Had I, don't people... I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But when you have a competition, especially when you're keeping it a surprise, I think people were expecting something bigger than what it, than what it is. Well, I know people were waiting to hear when were, were thinking when he was going to come. We're asking, you know, when is he coming back? And I don't think I had. Um, um, I don't think I had you know that uh, um idea of that of when he was coming back. I didn't I didn't really get into why he wasn't there. But people asked, they're like, where where is he? And you know what? It was great to see him back, and everybody embraces him when he's around. So it's nice to have him back in the uh, in the fold. Yeah, he's just out doing other things. You know, he's got uh, other promotions he works for, and it's just yeah. uh, you know, he doesn't have to be at AIW full time. The AIW has such a stacked roster right now; they don't need uh justice every single show but it was nice to have him back for this and they showed out in this match like there was some gross stuff oh 
they did. This... Eric Dillinger took a fucking uh, Death Valley driver onto a garbage can that was upright uh, with onto the bottom of it, which was disgusting. He he bled buckets within now, that, under two what, minutes. What, he started bleeding yeah, well, under, say, under two minutes. Within minutes, he was. But that's yeah. not even that's. I'm not even speaking like I'm not even hyping it up. The guy was bleeding all over the place to a point where. It was so I was felt uncomfortable because justice was covered in it. The ring was covered like he was so bloody. I, I remember just being like, but why? Why did we what happened? What what did he hit? Did he hit an artery? He was his whole face and it was thick. It wasn't like, oh, it bled for a couple minutes. It bled the whole time. His face was so red. It looked like he was stomping grapes and fell face first into the basket. Like he was so red. Uh, yeah, it's a- I, I keep get, I keep yelling at Derek for bleeding so much. Right? That's not going to. Well, stop he hasn't bled point. in a very long time, so maybe it no. was his time. He definitely. If anybody butters, if you saw him earlier, was he drinking orange juice? Was he taking baby aspirin? There Didn't was see. no way that this guy should have bled that much unless he hit. He went down through his skull to his brain because he was bleeding everywhere. And we keep changing the mood of scale around. We thought it was going to be the Bishop scale a couple months ago. Now it might be the Dillinger scale. I mean, it was close to Bishop at uh, at Absolution. It was close. I mean, it, it wasn't he was, coagulating on his face, but it was pretty close. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, just a steady stream. It was just a stream of blood. Uh, Derek Dillinger, Doug advance. He hit the Kinemacker elbow for the win. Eleven minutes and fifty seconds. Eleven fifty seconds. Let's go. Thank you for paying attention. Finally, yes. Now, <laughs> I got from, it. From there, we had the intermission. And if anybody up kind of about Poland and grabbing the garbage and his match later on, I did try to warn everybody on Twitter that he pretty fell out, got in a promo, he was getting the garbage. So your own fault at that point. I tried. I like the acoustics when he's singing Thunderball. It makes me laugh. We'll get he, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. All right. Yeah. But our first match coming out of the intermission, first round action, Mant Warner against Katie Arquette. And God damn, I love Mant Warner. But he come out and say, we're not going to do the door. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. We're going to have a good old rat fashioned wrestling match. And any cheap shot here. And it's fucking great. <laughs> I love Mant Warner so much. His voice is so uncanny. Like, it's this mix of, like, stone cold with, like, a deep southern drawl with, like, I, I, it's so gravelly. Like, it's so hard to put into words, like, if you were to like listen, you could you know Mance Warner's voice if you just listen if you close your eyes. It's just crazy. He's he's just meant for that kind of stuff. And I'm glad to see him back in AIW because he looks legitimately um happy and humbled to be there every time he's out there. It's still weird to me to see him with a hair grown out like that. I'm going used to that go used to that shortcut. Having yeah, him him having a hair grown out the way it's still weird to me. It's for it's the skewers. Look. It's for the skewers. Make a good look. I'm not knocking it. It's just weird. I would say I like it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I can't make a nice compliment. I didn't say nothing. It's lovely, Mars. I love when you compliment the talent. Uh, fun little match here. Man Warner gets the win with the DDT. Eight minutes and 20 seconds. We move on to our next first round match. It is Dominic Garini taking on Chavo Guerrero Jr. Butters, what was your favorite part of this match? <laughs> so at one point uh don was beating up on chavo and he did the the chavo like <laughs> shoulder shake yep uh, and we made sure to get it turned into a gif immediately so outstanding dom doing the the shoulder shake was so good <laughs> it was so good and and look chavo is a professional and it's it's extremely um 
it's extremely satisfying to see him, you know, in WWE, in uh, AIW, not, you know, with that WWE like style. And it was amazing that he's, he fit right in there. He really did. Yeah. He, uh, I'd love to see him back. Like he, there's a couple matches actually when we get into night two, um, we're going to talk about the three, four ways. And I have a lot to say about those three, four ways and how there's so much story to come out of those three, four ways going forward that I'd really like to see. So, yeah, but, uh, shocking. It was very shocking that, uh, you know, a lot of us had, uh, Dom going to pick up the win and well, so, so actually, you know what, that reminds me, and I'm sorry, I didn't jump on it sooner. Wadsworth did say that Dom was on like a super hot singles run on commentary. I don't know, Jayhawk, if you picked it up. But he was like, Dom has not lost a singles match in a while. You know, he's he's like seven and zero or something. Had not lost had not lost a one on one match in twenty twenty three at all in yeah, AIW. He, he had a great run going, so I was surprised that Chavo beat Dom. Maybe you switch up that booking a little bit, but you know it happens. So it's not like you can can't go back on it. But it was still that I, I thought they were gonna. I kind of thought they were gonna play out something with Dom where he was gonna make a run here. Like, you know, hoping mm-hmm. maybe maybe a hell on earth he takes the intense title, something. But I think it's it's almost it's gotta be almost time to give that dude the title. I know he he's Tommy Dreamer, but eventually he's gotta take a belt. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about this one. Uh, a lot of people wanted the first block in twenty twenty three to be against one of the one of the one of the students basically, which I understand. Uh, a lot of people were like, well Chavo doesn't need the win and I understand that. At the same point, you're going to bring these names in for the tournament. Some of them have to win and go to the second round. You can't just bring it. You can't bring them in just to lose, just to lose matches. Yeah, no, you're fine. 100% like, right. It was it yeah. was a shock, but at the same time, like, it makes sense. It's fucking Chavo Guerrero. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah. And Chavo came on the mic afterward and basically prayed Dom, prayed Day IW. Yeah. Good good stuff here. Chavo wins with the Frog Flash 11-31. We go from there to another first round match. It is Alex Perk against Paul London. Paul London doing his usual deal of coming out to the ring, singing Thunderball himself. This ruled. We we already have garbages just at the entrance. Yeah, this I, absolutely rules. There's nothing that his him singing Thunderball is positively absurd. And so we we also didn't mention it during the intermission uh, as he popped out. He made sure the promise uh, Wadsworth in Alberta he was not going to. Bring the garbage juice in their direction. I think he he actually did good on that garbage That's, juice. Yeah. Now I actually did talk to Paul London after the, after everything was done on night two, and it kind of went. You know, I try to get where I don't think you're going to swing the garbage, and you end up swinging it in my direction anyway. And he go, <laughs> if I tell you where I'm doing it, that ruins the fun. <laughs> yeah. So so my question is this. Um, <laughs> Uh, the when fact did he that he become... thinks it's fun is the problem in that yeah. situation. <laughs> when did he become the garbage swinging? You know, uh, when did this become the garbage swinging nostalgia tour for Paul London? Did it start at that AIW show at, in Akron? Yes. I don't think he's I, had, it, yeah. I was gonna say I don't think he's ever in wrestling swung a garbage around before. The, yeah, that one show within the last five months. Yeah, like he never. It wasn't like his thing on SmackDown or anything. It wasn't London and <laughs> Kendrick carrying that. trash bags to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> they apparently missed out not bringing Duke the Dumpster Drokey back in the mid 2000s and having a team with Paul London. Wouldn't that have been something if Paul London realized how much of a pop he would get by swinging dirty garbage at fans in the crowd? Unbelievable. Yeah, but this one was fun. London, I like uh, London has definitely evolved his style over the year. He doesn't do uh, as much of the flashy stuff like he used to do. And at his age, I don't blame him. 
I can't have him because he's my age. But listen, we have some tread on the tires, Jayhawk. That's what happens after a while. Yep. Yeah, something else I talk with Paul on about too, about too, and how he evolved his style over the years. He's like, dude, I don't even want to do the stuff I used to do ten years ago. Yeah, well, you're no, a whole no of drop, uh, drop kick, moonsault moves anymore. Right. Just and, garbage. And and and, and I like Frank Lockham. I love the fact we we're seeing him more and more in AIW. He's so good. Oh, he's and I think they like him there too. And there's just something about him, his energy that's like infectious when he's out there. So that's a good again another smart booking decision. That's a crazy matchup and uh, something that was well-received in my house. Yeah, Alec Price, I always love when he comes into town. We always get to hang out before the show and after the show and stuff, and uh, he's awesome. Yeah, another really humble kid, just nice guy behind the scenes, doesn't, you know, doesn't try to, you know, be, he's not, he's not out there and like crazy arrogant or anything. He's just a nice kid, and it's, you need more of that in the sport. Yeah, and he'll, he'll be coming on the show soon, too. Uh, We talk about that, actually, so. That's gonna happen. So hopefully, yeah. Alec Frank gets the win with the Capri kick in eleven oh four. Move on to yet another first round match. It is the winner of the second annual Bell Alfonso Hardcore Tournament, Chuck Stone, taking on Cam Hardway Holloway. Whole lot of beef. Big meaty yeah. men clapping meat. Big Sam, love Big Sam, love Chuck. Chuck got his title, his shine at the tournament, and you got Big Sam who is legitimately on a trajectory to be like a a top guy for AIW for the next 10 years. Honestly, it's not a crazy thing to think that Big Sam's going to get booked in a lot of places if he continues in this, you know, with the shape he's in, with the kind of style he wrestles, with his look. I mean, he should be booked all over the place. So I'm, I'm excited for him. And this was a good, another good opponent for him. Um, and Chuck really plays off. He's not the tallest, but he plays off as a really big dude. So great match. And I think Big Sam hurt his knee a bit, but uh it didn't seem to affect him the next night. But it was uh it was a you know, it was a little bit what's happening here for a little bit, so it is what it is. Hurt his knee a bit? Yeah. All right. So just, actually just hold on, hold on. So the story with this supposedly is in Wadsworth, Sam uh hurt his leg during his match with Derek. Um they said it was a, a tear of the MCL, wasn't completely torn but it was it was hurt uh he injured it more in this match uh, he did a dive to the outside and when he did that the wrap that he had around his knee actually tightened to the point where it cut off circulation to his leg and he couldn't feel his leg but like from the knee down so like he for that last half of the match he couldn't feel his leg and then when uh, he couldn't stand up at the end uh, after he won because he could not feel his leg <laughs> And oh, when shit. he got to the back, he took the wrap off and instantly he had feeling back in his leg. It, the wrap got tight and so tight around his knee. Uh, so that was the issue there. Um, but yeah, so that injury had actually happened the week prior. It didn't happen in that match. Uh-huh. Um, it just got aggravated by the wrap. And uh, so, yeah, that's he had a, a, a bad knee going into night two. So, yeah, I told him, I was like, I don't know how. You didn't freak out. Like, I would lose my shit if all of a sudden I couldn't feel my leg below my knee. Like, I I wouldn't be worried about the match. I'd be like, why can't I? What's going on here? Like, I would not be like, oh, let me just finish this match real quick first. Like, oh, well, I can't feel my leg. I'd be like, no, what the fuck is happening? So props to him for being fucking crazy and not uh, doing what, like, a normal human would do and freak out that they couldn't feel their leg. Yeah, another another that's just that mentality. It's just that that wrestler mentality and you can't there's there's no words to kind of describe that mindset to just the show must go on type of thing. So amazing. 
Big Sam gets the win with the choke slam, nine minutes and 53 seconds. We go to our 11th first round match of the evening. Showtime, Eric Taylor, accompanied by the Duke, taking on the intense champion, Wes Barkley. Another uh, another good matchup. Wes is, uh, I mean, I was surprised with the outcome here, but Eric Taylor is the guy. Like, you could just tell they, they want to strap something to him and, and they see something in him. Um, and Duke with him is a really good, I mean, Duke is just so, so good at getting heat. So it, it just, it made sense with, with how much the fans are kind of liking Wes right now and with his title. So that's a good way to get, to get Eric Taylor over and get him some legitimacy. I mean, you've got a situation right now where Eric Taylor, like immediately in line for the intense title as well. You got a building feud with there. If you want to go that direction. Correct. I got no problem. I have no problem with that at all. No, it was, it was well booked. It was well done. You know, and and Eric Taylor's a very good villain, and uh, and it's it's working for him. Eric Taylor getting the win over Wes Barkley in 11 minutes and 37 seconds. And we go to our main event of night one, first round action, Joshua Bishop, Makato Tanaka. <laughs> it is wild to me that Masao Tanaka is still doing this all these years. I mean, I remember seeing He's him at Welcome to the Party. He's only 50 years old. He looks great. I remember seeing him at Welcome to the Party, pal. He wrestled Nick Gage at that show in uh, at Ohio Nets if you guys remember that one and uh i mean he doesn't age and he his his head just it looks like Abdul the butcher's head it's all cut up and scarred and grooved and then he's got and then he's still taking these crazy what was that was it a bishop bomb through the table from the ring apron to the floor i mean yep. The yep. dude i mean it's madness how's that guy still walking i love that for him honestly yeah and Bishop, you know, loved it. That's all. I bet you that was like his dream was to be like the Mike Awesome to the Masato Tanaka in that match. That's all Bishop probably wanted to do. They, like, yeah, no, they, this match was just them beating the shit out of each other. I'm here for it. Oh, absolutely. Literally beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> just grown men beating the shit out of each other. What, what, just what a great match to end the, the tournament, like the first round on. I mean, honestly, I was saddened by the the turnout. I wish there were more people to see that um, in, in person because I'm, I'm sure people watched on the stream. But, oh, man, what a cool, cool match to end the night and, and send people home for the next day. It was just it was just so that's a cool moment. Mikado Tanaka with a gliding forearm for the win in 20 minutes and 30 seconds. A lot of people call that an upset. And I again, I was OK with it. I mean, it, it was a surprise. I don't know if it was an upset. I mean, it's Masato Tanaka, so should it be an upset? Yeah. No, it's more of a surprise. That concludes night one. <laughs> and we move on to night two and the, the semifinal of our fatal four-way matches. One fall to a finish. And we open with Alec Price, Colin Delaney, Trey Lamar, and Mikey Montgomery. Night Our first two. semifinal match. Yeah. And this was my favorite match of the weekend. Really? Yes. There was, so much, there was so much awesome shit in this match. That's a strong endorsement, Butters. Yep. Yeah, this is one of those where you're watching it and you're going, how can anybody top this tonight? And they open with the just, these guys just going full speed, all out, doing all kinds of creaky shit. I, if I was trying to take move by move note, there's no way I would have been able to. It was just too much. Yeah, Alec I mean, Price was just hitting everything like full speed, crisp, like just so fucking impressive. Mikey Montgomery so hit that fucking moonsault dive off the balcony. Was just incredible. Colin Delaney just being there and being a base for stuff and just oh he was killing it. It was so good all the way around. Like everybody fucking just went in and just had a fucking match. Like I knew this match was gonna like be awesome, but this match fucked. This was so good. 
and all all of these four ways were really well booked and really the 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 people they chose to be in each one of these was the perfect booking for that so yeah it was it was a really fun match it was it was everything came together in this one yeah completely and we got a glimpse of a singles match that i absolutely have to have uh within the next couple months at aiw and that is trey lamar against alec price oh fuck, oh, fuck yeah because yeah. them two <laughs> together yeah. were fucking going insane and i'm like i need this and several other people said the same thing that we need the singles between them two because oh my god that match is gonna be fucking great yeah it really is alec frank been calling delaney with the caprine kick and 10 2 to advance to the final we go to our second semifinal match. It is Matt Warner, Magnum PK, Chavo Guerrero Jr., and Eric Taylor, accompanied by the Duke. I love this one. It's a completely different type of match from the from the opener. I want to see a one-on-one match with Matt Warner and Magnum PK coming out of this. They were working so well together. I, oh, yeah. I have to I have to see that. Yeah, that's yeah. the you know, like I was saying earlier, there was several stories that came out of these four ways. Uh one was Trey and um Alec Price, this one, Mance and uh, Magnum CK. I'd love to see that happen, especially maybe at like Hell on Earth. Uh, that would be stellar. On top of that, Chavo and Eric Taylor. I would love to see them have a one-on-one match as well. If, um, yes, if there is a god in this world uh, for Hell on Earth, John Thorne, Magnum, Mance, who's ever listening, please do that match at hell on earth please god do that match when i am there please i'm begging you that match would be so good it would be so fucking good there there the, the moment yeah. where, where mancer and magnum were face to face and turned looking each way and uh it was just so good like they have such comedy chops like that match is going to be so fucking funny and so yep. fun to watch uh when they were they hit all those elbows on each other and they were wobbling back and forth and then fucking <laughs> they, they both wobbled out of the way of Eric Taylor doing a dive. Yeah, uh, it was so good. There was so much like just I love comedy and wrestling. You know this about me. And this is just them two. I think could have like a really fun match and add some like comedy to it that would just make it make sense and be so fucking fun. And I, I hope to God we get that. Well, Eric Taylor, you can the brass knuckle can pin a Magnum PK for the win at 11.59 to advance to the final. And then we have our final, semi-final match, fatal four-way action. It is Derek Dillinger, Cam Holloway, Mikado Tanaka, and Filthy Tom Lawler. Oh my God, Filthy Tom Gunford would go fucking good. I cannot yeah, do the Gunford justice, God. He's peeping Tom Lawler. Exactly. <laughs> he's flashing yeah. people. He comes to the rain to hiding in the bushes. He got the giant trench coat on and he acting like he's flashing everybody. He can walk and can go into the rain, going through the entire freaking building. It is so fucking good. I cannot do this justice. Uh, like some podcast will get there and say, if you only watch one match, watch this match. I'm not even going to go that far. If you only watch like two minutes of this show, watch Tom Waller Gentron. Isn't that fucking good? Tom Waller's the best. He really is. He's just a guy having fun. He understands what he's there for. People will cheer for him. Like, I love seeing guys like that. I really do. I feel like. In AIW, some of these, the reason why some of this big talent is, is so attractive, uh, attracted to AIW is that they can come out and do things that, you know, try out or do things that they think is fun or, or get a pop. And they do every time the fans just get it. 
Yeah, where else are you going to see Paul London throw trash and uh, <laughs> Tom Lawler uh, <laughs> pretend to flash people and be a peeper? Uh, it's it's just you know, just part of the charm of AIW. Peeper. <laughs> just how, it's just how we do it in Cleveland. Yeah. Pat Tom it's Waller. Like, it, it cracks me up. Tom Waller, like this, the first ever New Japan Strong Champion, like this guy that's done all this great stuff, and he's just you know, just he does all the crazy shit at AIW, and it's like it's yep. a little treat. Like I don't know if it's just that like they don't get enough coverage or what it is, but like you would think that he wouldn't do these things at at, at shows. Like he'd be you know more like badass professional, and he's just such a silly character, and I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. He knows he knows the audience, and he knows what where like Thorne will be like. Yeah, go ahead. You want to do that? You want to? You know, like his when he did his weigh-in entrances in UFC, <laughs> he does exactly the same thing. Except now he gets to play it out the entire way in AIW. I mean, he was bone job for like six months just because he thought it was a cool name. Like, it, and then he lost the, the title the of name. bone job to fucking John Bishop. So like, it's just, it's so oh, fun. It's so fun. Bone job. I'm gonna start calling people in my office bone job until someone is okay with it. <laughs> can I call you bone job? No. Hey, can I call you bone job? No. <laughs> One of you is gonna let me call you bone job. I have an idea for my name next week now. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I, I this one I will call it up catch up because by this point everybody knew about Cam injury, but it is Cam Hardway Holloway pinning Derek Dellinger after a little bit of miscommunication with Derek and Piggy for the finish. And afterward, let's Derek talk about it. We, we get some. There's a little bit of heartbreak here. There's I heartbreak think. on Rosh Hashanah. You he turned on Ziggy on the Jewish on the Jewish New Year. Poor Ziggy. Oh, there. I think I, you know what it is. I think at this point, I think it's it's Derek is is ready to kind of, you know, get to get to that, you know, get to that spot. I think it was it was they, they elevated each other to a certain point. And I think honestly, it it it's time for for Derek to kind of find a, a a new girl, and and Ziggy is such a big face, and you know it's time. You know they were they were kind of planting the seeds. Katie's been around a little bit more. You know she's been getting involved in certain matches. She's I, I even think in that women's match on Fresh Meat, she pinned somebody like the way Derek pinned somebody. Like they are really they they were planting some small seeds there, and I think it was time. And but and you want Derek to be the big bad in AIW? He's got to do something dastardly. I've never seen more people get upset online, vis- like visually upset than they did watch than when this happened. And just like people's hearts were broken. That's how you become a bad guy. I love it. I had to console you, brothers, during this. You did. I was very upset. I was in a yeah. glass case of emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then of- I was just over there thinking about entrance music. Yeah, it's one of those things that nobody wanted to see. Like no one really wanted to see the act break up. But at the same time, I mean, they've really been booking Giggy as a babyface. They've really still been booking Derek as a heel. So really, what kind of weird dynamic? And honestly, Katie Arquette joining Derek Dillinger, she's the queen of the silver screen. Why isn't she going to go with the director? It makes perfect sense. Well, I thought they were going to have that a, a while ago. Before he picked up Ziggy, I thought Katie Arquette made a lot of sense. Um, and I think they did it in, I want to think in Joy or uh, or in one of those Ohio One, whatever that company is, or one of those places. But I could swear that he was with Katie Arquette in some other capacity. 
And I just, it just makes sense. It really does. And, and, you know, Ziggy's been elevated to the point where does she need Derek? No, probably not. You know, does Derek need Ziggy? Probably not. So the act was really good. It was hot and you break it up and you get, you get each person gets the shine and that's the way it should go. And he did that Kevin Owens, uh, what was that? Like a rocking suplex, you know, type of type of move. I like that. Can I just say that coming out of this, I really want to see Giggy and Magnum start teaming up. And we get I was them- just about to say, yeah, because like, yeah, you know, back at Gauntlet, Ziggy isn't the only former production member. Uh, Derek's kind of uh, stepped on recently. Exactly. It's not exactly. Magnum. It's Ziggy and Frankie Flynn versus Derek. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm going to make the assumption that Frankie Flynn is not going to be around for a while, and I'm get, you can come to catch on the roster. <laughs> Fine, it's Danhausen and and Ziggy versus versus Derek and Katie Arquette. Not getting that one anytime soon either. But it's Eddie only and Ziggy versus Derek. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not getting that one either. No, no. We're certainly not. Not ever. Um, but I, I'm just trying to think. Beside, I mean, I love Magnum, so great. I think Magnum, Magnum, and Ziggy. I don't think would be it'll great. be. I don't think it'll be a permanent thing, but I think going for a little while that would be a good. It would be a good, good for you to have. Yeah, definitely. Before every, before everyone moves on, you know. Oh, and and let's let's not forget, Big Sam did win this match, and I know we kind of glossed over it, but fuck, they put a lot of trust in Big Sam. My goodness, yeah. they said we're throwing you in the deep end, and go on, buddy, go do your thing, and he really performed. He swims every single time. Every time. You know what he didn't do, which I was sad it was probably because of the knee, is when he does that standing jump onto the top rope and then over and out like he did yeah, at, no, at Absolution. Yeah, there's no way he was doing that. There was no, no. way he was going to do that with a knee the way it was. Right. Not anytime soon, but still. Big Sam, keep that move in your arsenal. That is some that's the certified big boy shit, that move. Okay, we do from there get some non-term in action. We start with Austin James against Dex Royal. Yeah, not much to say about this match. It was good. It was short. It was uh, just, uh, you know. Again, Austin James, keep, another get guy. things rolling. Yeah, Vic Vice and Austin James, you could put them in all these situations, and they always do well. So Dex Royal, they, I think everybody wanted to see him again after night one. So, you know, good on both of them because they, they, you know, come out, put on a good match, get the clock going, you know, moving on to the next. But good stuff from both of them, and I can't wait to see more Dex Royal. Austin James gets the win with the Death Valley driver. Kick minute and 30 seconds. We go from there. One fall with a 20-minute time limit. Dominic Garini against Paul London. Dominic Garini comes out first. This is my second favorite entrance for the weekend. <laughs> Paul London coming out. Dedicating the call to Dominic Garini. And it's Lionel Richie, hello. And, it, and he thinks the entire call. He goes all the way around the building. And he gets goodbye to everybody. Walk back through the curtain like he's done for the night. And then you hear, No. No, I, you didn't say anything about a match. You can't do the song. I'm not wrecking. I'm not wrecking that green. You're here for my lawyer. And then he comes out and does the match. Fucking great. <laughs> Another guy who just wants to try all sorts of shit. And if he was on WWE, there was no way he'd be able to do something like that. And if you you do it in front of a crowd here and it works, you know, all these companies should be taking note of some of these gimmicks. This shit works. Put it on a big scale. Let's see it go. Yeah, match it go perfectly fine. Yeah. Good stuff. We we might have hidden the garbage by us. <laughs> yeah, one of the garbage cans that was by us, we took it up and hit it behind. Oh, Pam took it up and hit it behind the thing so he couldn't get to it. I mean, look, it it it, it if you do it once a weekend, that's good. I think after a while, you don't want to be the guy who always has to swing the trash. So you know, just to make sure, it's a great gimmick, but don't don't overplay it to the point where it's uh people don't don't want to watch it anymore. 
You know, I mean, at one point, at one point, Dom took the trash can and moved it and moved it behind the guardrail. Could it, London couldn't you get in London grabbed it anyway? I mean, Dom tried. By the way, kudos to Dom for that match on Ring of Honor the other night because he you could just tell if he wanted to, he could have just beat the shit out of that. that right. kid. <laughs> I mean, you could tell he was holding back too, and in, in a lot of the wrestling holds and everything. It was like if you just let Dom chain wrestle, he will out chain wrestle that dude. Yeah, Josh and, Woods is yeah. not a technical beast. Come he, on, uh... come on. I mean, Dom looks so good. I, I was watching it with my brother, and we're like, "Look at Dom out there! Like he looks, he's in shape. He looks great. Like you're just like it's it's like they almost they put on that like restraining bolt, like in Deadpool two, where they don't let you use your powers. It's like Dom was not allowed to use his powers because he would have he would have shined so much in that match. It's unreal. And that and they won't let fucking violence is forever team in ROH either. Like they've they've done a couple times and they single they put them in singles matches. They don't let them be a team. Uh, I think well, they're too afraid. They people will see that and be like, oh well, fuck uh, FTR. So, so my question is like, you would you don't want to put them together, but and and this is not knocking PB and West, but you'd rather just put two dudes together who aren't a team and just be like, yeah, you know, you're doing a show, you're doing collision, like. You the days of squash matches when you with like you know when you have like an hour on a Saturday morning you can't do it anymore. If you want viewers, you got to put matches on that are going to look competitive. So if you have Dom and Koo out there, let's say against the Aussie Open, at least give them six eight minutes and let them wrestle. You'd have something more mean more if they're going to win, you know that kind of thing. Having them beat up one you know two guys for two minutes is so fucking nineteen eighty eight. But Whatever, that's just my old man two cents. Because I could, thought you love, I thought you loved nineteen eighty eight though. I do, but still, it's it's not. It's the style of wrestling on TV needs to be more like you need more energy and excitement. Like squash matches only work if you're gonna like if you really want to get some like point across with some big dude. Just having a tag team squash somebody seems silly to me. Yeah, they're not big. It's not like they're like seven feet tall twins. Like uh, book. What are those two dudes with Paul Ellering and NXT? It's not like they're them. They're just two guys. Why do they need a squash match? Like it doesn't make sense. They're playing the storyline where Aki Open getting so many quick win and and trying to build up a match with them in FTR. I mean that's what they're going for. Uh, all right. I mean that that's fine if they really if people really took them seriously as like you know competitors. But I don't really take them seriously. So. Back to it the show. No, Jaylet. Back to the show. Yeah. No, I'm not no. allowed to say that. <laughs> That's fine. We're just back to the show. We've we've, we've, we've got off the rails enough. We've talked about national wrestling for like five minutes now. Let's get back to indie wrestling like we're supposed to be. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dominic Garini get pinned Paul London with the muckle buster. Nine minutes and fifty-eight seconds. We have intermission from there. Jay Gold, did anything happen to intermission of note? Uh, no, it was it was mainly conversations. I think uh, Nathan Zagura popped on with Wadsworth to do intermission, which was cool. Love when Nathan Zagura is on. Yeah, shout out to Nathan Zagura for uh, retweeting us last week. Yeah, he's the man. That was very cool. I didn't get a chance to go thank him personally uh, while, while I was there because uh, after the show was done, I was ready to go home. So Yeah. We come back from intermission, though. The AIW Tag Team Championship on the line in a four-way match. The champion money shot accompanied by the Duke. Taking on the team of Gitko Silver and Tyken Rig, member only, and the returning TME. God, it was so good to see TME back. Yeah. Really good. Really good to see them back. Absolutely. And you know what? God bless him, man. He went through a tough time. I, I know exactly what he's going through. I am absolutely happy as a clam to see Duke Davis kind of 
getting back in his element and doing stuff for his daughter and and still getting having the passion to to wrestle again. I'm not a money shot fan. I'm just not. I'm not I don't like them having the AIW titles. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just one of those things we're going to have to deal with uh while they have this uh Cassius King storyline going. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, but you know, TME I, should 1 million percent be the next champs. That's I I feel like they're almost like the way this not to get too ahead of ourselves with the way this match ended. I feel like we're at least getting a program out of it. Hopefully. Yeah, Zach Nystrom and, and Duke Davis are big, big boys. Like seeing them hit each other is fun to watch. Oh, uh, I get covered and take me Rick like a tag team, like a Troy. <laughs> Man, bear, pig, kid, and the cop. I can't, can't knock it. <laughs> I mean, what, there's what? lots of great names they could choose, but I know they picked like a really stupid, non, like, uh, non good name. So it's kind of a bummer. Like they could have uh, been martial law. Like there's so many different. Oh, I like that. That was good. I think that was a, a Justin Summers one, but there's just so many different things. Like they could have been like, uh, oh, what was it? Somebody had like some type of like uh, chop and cop connection. Oh, I like, like that too. Were they yeah, karate so many, chop? Was that what they were called? I forget what they were fucking chop. called. Yeah. It was something well, stupid. It, it wasn't even near as creative as any of the other ones. So. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even hear what they were called. I, I don't even have that. Didn't even have that down. No. And match is fine. Money shot retains. Seven minutes and fifty-two seconds. From there, one fall with a twenty-minute time limit. It is Joshua Bishop taking on Lance Archer, who was the replacement for Eddie Kingston on twenty-four hours notice. A lot of people thought this was a letdown substitution, but again, twenty-four hours notice. No way, not a letdown. Lance apparently he's a great dude. He was excited to be there. Bishop wanted it. I think they wrestled in Canada against each other they already. Did. They did, right? Mm-hmm. So they're familiar. They beat the piss out of each other. And talk about meaty men. There was not an ounce of body fat on either one of those dudes. They just muscly smashing each other all, all over Temple Live. And I loved it. And it I'm not pretty, a fan it got, of it got pretty. It got pretty close to us too, brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. They were right in front of us uh, fighting on the outside. So. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of Archer on AEW, but you know what? Good for him to come to Cleveland and, and oh, have and you seen out. him on? Have you seen him on AEW? I haven't no. seen him on there in like no. fucking seven years. I, I, right, it's been a while, but he's still on the under contract, and he's still sure. doing. They still do vignettes every once in a while, so you remember he's there. Sure, you know? mm-hmm. but it's fun to see him on uh, in Cleveland. It was fun. That match was uh, was was satisfying. A guy behind me was like, "Where's Jake the Snake?" And I'm kind of going, "I remember the last time Jake the Snake was here. We don't want him." <laughs> and, and and just to answer and just to answer the question, last time Lance Archer was in AEW was in July, July fifteenth, Battle of the Belt against Orange Cassidy. Oh, and we're in September, right? Yes. Okay. Spank in two sure. But yeah, that, yeah, no issue for this match at all. This one, this match was a lot of fun. Actually, I actually was not expecting this to be as good as it was. If I can be completely frank about it, I liked it a lot. Yeah, but it was Lance Archer getting the win in ten minutes and thirteen seconds. From there. The AIW Absolute Championship on the line. I hey, a Broner defending against Matthew Justin. Now these two put on a pretty good match. I was really, uh, really impressed. And uh, you know, this is a solid match for um, Broner to have against you know a, a top guy, um, and you know, be able to to defend the belt. And uh, you know, obviously there was no, I think anybody was thinking that the title was going to change hands or anything. But it was a good defense, um, and it was a solid match. You know. I don't know. I was thinking the title might change hands. Broner had that grueling match with Kolak Andy at Fresh Meat. You know, he was tired. (laughs) 
Oh boy. You know, it, it cool ass Andy will, will wear you out. So it, it was, you know, God bless him for being able to, to, uh, to do a double on that day. But, um, the, the danger, the risk was there. It was, it was, it was very risky. And yeah, but well, Sandy about to take out Jay Gold's mom. <laughs> Too bad you, you, you don't it's, have to worry about it though. He won't marry her because he's married to the game. So she, it's cool. It's Andy on J date. She wants, she wants, uh, uh, someone who's going to live down in Florida. So, you know, it, I don't know if cool as Andy's going to be able to make the cut. Cool ass Andy, let us know. Is J date cool or not? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, but not, but another fun match. I hear Broner does get the win 10 minutes and 40 seconds to retain. From there, we have our semi-final contest, one fall of the 20-minute time limit. Steph DeLander and Matt Cardona taking on PME, fallout from Absolution. Now, I, I look, look, I, I like what Cardona's done for AIW and 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 Steph. I, I just think maybe it's maybe this should have simmered to another show down the line. Like, I don't know if it was necessary. I know they're trying to sell tickets for for uh Jaylit and and Cardona does bring in you know a lot of casual fans, but I think at this point you got to let PME fly again and kind of go on their own. I hope this is the blow off. I hope there's no more you know as it, as it goes. But you know it was fine. It was a standard tag match. But I think I'm ready for PME to kind of get away. Oh yeah, this was the final like kind of straw of everything so. because uh, we got to see you know the ref getting knocked out and then surprise Bill Alfonso came out. And he obviously did not count for Steph and them. And, you know, he kind of did his thing. PME got the win. Uh, I made a bunch of one piece references throughout this entire match. That's how I entertain myself because Cardona doesn't entertain me. Um, and, but, uh, PME, uh, does. And, uh, so I was coming up with all kinds of fun stuff, uh, you know, with them with the one piece show. Uh, I did talk with them after the show and, uh, they might debut a super move eventually that is named after one piece. So, Ooh, I, uh, I, I'm excited to talk to them about it because, uh, uh the show is very deep and it has a lot of uh, layers there. So I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah, once, once you're done, we can soon. go ahead and, um, set up a date with them to, to start recording episodes. So no, it'll be very soon. I'm going to, I'm, I'm almost in binge mode where I've like, you've revved the engine and now I just need to hit the gas and start finishing them. But cool. by the way, um uh Philly Marie, Philly C with the short hair mm-hmm. looks great. He's in better shape. I think it's time for Marino to do the uh, Josh Bishop and snip the old golden locks. Oh no. no. Short haired, no. short haired no. PME all around. Yes. No. Yes, no. it's time. No. No, no Marino care too good. No. You can't get you can't ruin a hair dude That's like that. Nonsense. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, That's shenanigans. <laughs> you're just quick. you're just being an old you don't want people to have long hair high and tight mars high and tight that's what it's time for marino to clean it up you know i was gonna cut my hair up a little bit but you know, now i'm just gonna grow even longer just to spite you <laughs> and marino should do the same pme get the win marino pin cardona 12 minutes and 50 seconds before we get into the main event can we talk about the wheat new freaking referee shirt that all the referee can wear and i love the freaking referee polo i like to believe that that came from our discussion about referee uh attires on here a few weeks ago yes you know what i'll tell you this and this is a little uh inside baseball porter old our friend jim porter o'shea he sent me a, a photo once of like a sneak like almost like a teaser of what the shirts would look like Mm -hmm. and i said uh he said, oh, can I get one? And he's like, referees only. 
So I was shot down immediately. I, I am dying for an AIW black polo shirt that I could wear to work. I would do I would do anything to put that with a pair of khakis and a pair of nice shoes. It would be so dope. So if anyone is listening uh, uh, in the merch department, let's throw up those polo shirts onto the uh, onto the uh, uh, AIW merch store. Look, we, I still haven't got my booty shorts yet. Let's let's take it one step at a time. <laughs> and before we go, do have the final of the JT Lightning Invitational Tournament three-way elimination match: Alec Prey, Cam Holloway, and Eric Taylor, accompanied by the Duke. I have some thoughts okay, about the ending of the match. I'm probably going to get some heat for, and I don't care. I'm going to say it when we get there. We might agree. <laughs> uh, Echo, if I but everybody else, go ahead and get their thought in here before we get to that. The fucking pounce that Sam gave to Alec Price was outstanding. Oh my God, just... he sent him four rows back over the barricade. And that was that was also like in front of us too. Mm-hmm. That was wild to see in person. Yeah, the uh, the match was great. Uh, I didn't super care for the ending, but I don't. I know that we're gonna get something special out of it, so it is what it is. Uh, I personally would have liked to see at least Mikey try to come out and uh, interfere um, if they are done with that feud and that did end at Wadsworth in that steel cage uh, that was probably one of the worst decisions possible uh, to end that blood feud between that tag team uh, at a show that was not shown live um, it's not the end that can last for a year that literally could last they could go know, on man. until next I mean, absolution why 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 would Mikey not come out uh, to help Sam, who he teamed with in the hard at the hardcore tournament? Uh, and it, you know he has this blood feud with with Eric. Why would he not even try to cost Eric the match? Like good guy, bad guy doesn't matter. I think uh, I don't think I, you they, need so many shenanigans at the J Lit finale. Okay, uh, but I, they had a go ahead, Josh or uh, Jayhawk, because I know what you're about to say. Go ahead. Yeah, that can exactly my point. It's not even the fact that it's the J Lit finale. We just came off a two-year fucking Matt Cardona having three-on-one, four-on-one, five-on-one beatdown. Every fucking main event of every fucking show. We were finally fucking past it. So here's here's the thing. I think if if they had an ending where Eric just... He just cheated like he's done in the other matches. I would have not had a problem with it. That's exactly my point as well. Even with the Duke out there, the Duke interfering yeah. and cheating. Absolutely, Duke is that's fine. He's, that's that's Duke's role. But I yeah. specifically bringing out money shadows. Like I'm like, like mm, I'm not crazy about this, especially with no one else running out after the fact. Yeah, like like Mikey, Mikey. Even if even if they came out one at a time and all and everybody got beat down by money shot two on one, at least. But what it looks like is that the baby fakers don't fucking like each other. Like, look, the baby fakers look like the fucking heel bit. No one's helping anybody. Like, mm. I, like Cam Holloway doesn't have any friends backstage. Everybody just fucking left after their match. And no one watched the goddamn show. And that's what it comes off. That's how it comes off. Because yeah. the, the faces don't are not cheaters. They're not even cheating. Not, you're not cheating in that case. You're trying to help your guy who's being cheated. This is what I hated about the fucking yeah, Holloway-Cardona match at that fucking gauntlet. You could send I don't like you yelling out. at me. <laughs> you could send I'm people, yelling in general you could send because people out. Cheat to counter the people that are in there cheating they're not cheating if they come out and beat the shit out of somebody and get them out of the ring and, and taking them take them to the back that's not cheating that's helping that guy not have to worry about them that's okay well yeah, yeah even 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 if i take your your logic at face value josh yeah okay well, okay well at camp match we don't want to get involved where were they after the match 
Maybe they went no, home. No, no, Maybe they're no, hanging no, out with Pat Franklin in the they, back. They, they weren't home because that whole, there was a whole area where they sat all night and watched the show, and they were all standing there watching it. So don't tell me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I could see them, and they didn't do nothing. They didn't even like jump from the balcony and run down there to help. Like they could have done that? something to make it look interesting. They, yeah, they don't want. They don't want to get involved. They're trying to keep their hands out of it. You know. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes sometimes you need the four on one, five on one beatdown. Sometimes it makes sense. It didn't make sense here. We just and we've just like I said we've just we've seen so much, so much of it. Yeah. I'm just I'm over it. Yeah, specifically, it makes Tim Holloway look like he doesn't have any friends. But the last time it was a five on one beatdown with no repercussion, it was Cam Holloway against fucking Cardona. And the way it also kind of does Eric Taylor a bit of a disservice. Like I said, I think just him cheating and even just a little bit of stuff with the Duke would have been perfectly, perfectly good way to do this. If that's if this is the direction they're going, I just think it was it was too much. They could have done everything the exact same way and just kept money shot out of it, and it was perfect. So there were too, there were too many people out there for what they were accomplishing I, to do. I'm sure. I'm sure they have some plans, and this is, you know, we'll look back on this and laugh that we were all upset about this. And, so, and, well, and, and, here's, and, we, here's, and we probably so, will. And we probably will. And I and I fully agree. We probably will. And I hope that's the case. And, I'm, the and end, I'm not going to stop supporting AIW over it. It's just like, I, I hated one booking decision out of fucking 30 matches this weekend. Like, so I'm, here, not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not pissed about the ratio. Fuck. What 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 ninety seven percent or something of the show I liked? Well, yeah, okay. so yeah, we get to the end of the story. The end of the story is good, but we can still say that this specific part of the story we did not enjoy. Or we like, yeah, that's fine, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had we had our we I, had our. I, I don't I, I don't I don't complain too much anymore because like there's stuff I don't like, but it just we'll get something out of it. Like I'm sure there's of a course. reason why nobody you know helped him. Maybe maybe Sam's gonna be upset that nobody came out and helped him. Maybe Cam joined Cash and King. He yeah. pissed off that everybody bailed on him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like maybe it. I'm maybe. just I'm just hoping that that's not a thing we're going to keep seeing going forward. Is get your revenge, Big Sam. Get it. Well, I feel yeah. like with Cash's King, you know, like they, they are kind of following in the footsteps of Cardona with the you know having the manager having all the interference with the tag team. Uh, you know, they, they're very much following that blueprint, uh, heel almost faction. to a T. Yeah, yeah, it's a heel faction to a T. What tea. it is, what it is. So, same thing yeah. happens in, in every every place you got a heel faction and stuff happens and it is what it is. But I just wish they, they, like they would have taken the time to make Mikey more of a uh, you know, the the hero to try to come out and try to do something and try to to right the wrongs and keep him going to keep the blood feud like simmering because I feel like. They just they didn't do anything with it this weekend, and this is like yeah. one of the, your big set of shows, the main event, your, your arch nemesis that you know beat you down so badly in that same building is about to win, yeah, and you're not gonna at least come out to do anything, like bro, that uh, yeah. that's not good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, Mikey could have tried to come out and gotten beat down by money. Yeah, shot. that, that would have been that fine. They could have got stopped. But yeah, he could have got stopped on the ramp by them. But at least he showed up and tried to do something. That's what it would be in his character to do. Like, uh, what whoever, the fuck? Whoever you want to be the next opponent for money shot could have come out and fought them off. And it, and it been down to Eric, down to Eric and Duke against him. You could have done that. Uh, there are ways was, to tell this fucking story I was without like half, going the four on one route. I was half expecting like the main event to come out. And yeah. And they, and they don't have to get involved in the actual matches. Keep money shot from getting any more involved than they already were. That's all you needed. Yeah. It, 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 but it, it really looked like that the baby shaking in the locker room don't like each other. 
So why am I rooting for the baby fake? Because they don't like each other. They don't want to help. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get some heat for that. I actually got a little bit of heat for that, and I was kind of, kind of vocal about it on Saturday. But I'm, yeah, I told you and, to complain too because you wanted to complain to me, and I wanted to hear it on the show, not in person. And I told you right to the person to go complain to. Yeah, I tell you what, and and that person made some very and that person made some very good point as to why they might have gone that route. And I don't I don't agree with them, but they made some good points. Well, but I, I don't have to, to I, don't, I don't have to like it. You don't, but I'll say. Mazel tov to Eric Taylor for winning the Jaylet because he has plenty of places for him to go with that then. Yeah. And, and I'll say it here. Eric Taylor winning this was the right call. That's the call I would have made. Oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely the right call. I just don't like the way they ran about it. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You, you seem very fired up. And it seems like you're taking out your anger about the Nick Chubb thing uh, on this show right now. So I need you to kind of take a deep breath for a second. Uh, the cat thing, I probably would have been just a gangry without the Nick Chubb thing, but it don't. The Nick Chubb thing don't help. <laughs> all right, well, all right, gang. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. I'm pretty sure we're all in unison oh, yeah. on this. It's thumbs way thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, 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 yeah. up. What a and wild not... fucking two days of of re- like just wild, like just well booked. Besides the main event, I know you guys have your issues, but the rest of the card, the matchups were correct. The styles work together. It was just a well done. I'm going to give it a four out of five chili dogs. There you go. Oh, chili dogs sounds so good right now. Yeah, right. it really does. Yeah, but I mean, thir- 31 matches, and I would go okay with the with the ending of 30 of them. I, I'll, I'll take the I'll take that percentage. Yeah, it's pretty damn impressive. That's a good a good number. Yeah, sure. that's like a, that's like 97 of the show of the of the show. I like. All right, I, so way thought, way I gave up. I gave my favorite uh, match of the weekend, being that fatal four way, the, the the first fatal four way. What was everybody else's match of the weekend, Marcy? I think I agree with like I'm I'm thinking back to it, and maybe because I'm I'm a little more favorable towards night two since I was actually there live. But that it's it's that or yeah, no, I think it has to be that one. That it's just and it just started the show off so well. It got me like pumped up. Okay, I think I, he. Oh, go ahead, Jayhawk. I kind of lean towards you with that with the opening four way from night two, but I really love the Colin Deck Royal match from night one as well. I can write that guy, they're they're one two and they're close. Okay, so I I really like the the Mance uh, uh, Magnum that that four way, but I think the the moment of the weekend for me was Derek turning on Ziggy just because of how angry everybody got. I think it's fantastic. So okay, but but, but, yeah. but that's not a match. What yeah, match? no, the mag the, the four way with oh, Magnum that, and Mance. Four, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that one I like the best. And shout out to, to Tanaka and, and his four way match too, dude, just being fucking crazy. That crazy old fifty year old man just getting beat up and it. just taking it and going fucking insane. Like that that match was really good too. Yeah. But the for me, like I said, that that first four way, just the vibes were immaculate. They were hitting moves, everything was crisp, everything looked sweet. I was it set the perfect tone for night two. Yes. It made me like just love wrestling. That, yeah. that match just made me love wrestling. Yeah. I, I love the fact that Tanaka was watching Derek turn on Giggy and go and they're look, looking like I should do something. I'm out here, but I don't know what to do. But it's not my story. What if, what if Tanaka is, is the guy that, you know, teams was Ziggy to go against Derek oh. and <laughs> oh, be go. Katie Arquette. Like, yeah, that, so could, that could be a hell on earth match. I mean, who knows? Like, God, like I said, so there's good. so many things that came out of those four ways, uh, including, you know, Trey and Alec price, like, fuck man, there's, there's, there's some shows, some stuff to book right there. Uh, a, a very smart, very good booker would book all those things. Went wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, yeah. 
So a very smart, very good booker that got the money to to keep bringing the guy in. Let 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 be fair about it. To not get exactly a cheap get. I mean, there's Ultima Dragon, but we'll be seeing him in a couple weeks. So hell yeah, Boogeyman and Ziggy Heim versus Derek and Katie Arquette. Can't wait to to get my photo and meet uh, Ultima Dragon. It's something that I really regretted not being able to do way back. Uh, when he was first brought in uh, at AIW. So I'm very excited that I do get to take partake in it this time. So that's very cool. Yeah. And I still, I have my Ultimo dragon pin on my pin board in here. Nice. Yeah. I went from being really excited about that show to not even know if I'm going to go now. And life picking me off lately. Yeah. Eh, no. You know, uh, worst case scenario, I'll, I'll snag you a GA ticket and you can ride with me. I, I hate to keep doing that. I hate to have people keep doing that for me though. I mean, I appreciate it, but. when i can't go maybe you'll be nice and take me so you know never know what happens all right gang let's uh let's do plugs and get out of here all right you can follow me on twitter at ref jayhawk instagram at jayhawk1539 twitch and tiktok at ref jayhawk uh this coming saturday i mean i don't get kicked in the nut by life again re-election pro wrestling at the ohio urban renaissance center youngstown ohio with their back to school show, kick o'clock bell time. I'll be there. Come catch me. You're gonna actually get kicked on the nuts by a wrestler at that show. I, I think one. I don't know. I got the Halloween show coming up in October, and I somebody usually beats me up there. No, okay. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, OnlyFans, and Blue Sky at eGirlFinboy Boy spelled B O I. And listen to my other podcast, Sex Over. I don't know what we're doing. It's it's, it's something. We did we did some we did stuff. Listen to it. It's cool. All the cool people listen to it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie Butters. There may be an underscore in there on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. I don't have much uh, going on. I'm going to be moving uh, soon to a nice big house. So, uh, yeah, my time is limited for outside things, but I have some ideas for some fun stuff coming up. Uh, I always will promote the Patreon, patreon.com slash IW guide. There's going to be more fun stuff coming up on that. I believe Marcy's arcade episode two, uh, will be recording sometime soon. The one piece show with PME and Jay gold and I will be coming soon. Uh, rough in the Indies with Jayhawk. will be having a new episode eventually. So there's, uh, I think there's still, uh, quickies with Marcy dropping on Mondays around noon. Uh, we got to get more of those soon, but uh, yeah. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jgold 12 rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us, please rate. And, and you, I mean, you, you can review it too, or subscribe too, but rate and, and help us with the algorithm. You know, the further you, the more you do that, the further we can climb up the charts so people can, you know, find our show. And we would like that. Check out our Twitter handle. IW guide one. It's not IW guide. That person has, I got to find out if we can get that from them. Um, I guess somebody the, was trying to do like uh, Infinity War guides or something like oh. that for Call of Duty and just uh, never did anything with it. So knock it off, you fucking dork. Give us give, no, it's give even us worse. Handle. It was a thing in 2013 <laughs> that dropped all the new Netflix streaming things oh. and it has not been active since like 2013. Oh, God Jesus. Listen, check out the YouTube page. It is IW Guide. Marcy did work on that one. The Patreon, patreon.com backslash IW Guide. <laughs> the YouTube may, may be uh, quite behind. We haven't, I don't think we're we've a little updated behind. that in quite a while. But we're uh, a little, we'll get there. Don't forget about the merch store over at brainbustertees.com. We have tons of cool shit. 
Marcy's Arcade, Stan from Burlington, the our, put our faces on your bodies, get a sweatshirt, sweatpants, uh, a fanny pack, stickers, anything you could think of. Jump on there and take a look. Listen to our podcast, friends, at Odds with Wrestling. The card is going to change X over and... Hi, a pussy, a wrestling adjacent podcast. Check out our other friends, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Capsule Toys, Toy Hio, Rubber City Toys, Big Starks Brand, Set Tab Photo, Michelle Carter and Jose Rodriguez Photography, AJ Small Photography, Sick Things Clothing, Angry Lemonade, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. That's all I got. Congrats Tonight's on the quote. new job, Brock. Oh, nice, Brock. And tonight I have a quote. Everything I do is to become better, the best ever, and I'm not going to stop. And that was by Dolph Ziggler. Good night, everyone. Ew. Well, why? <laughs> he, he's losing quotes privilege. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have like some 90-year-old quote from Jayhawk next time. I thought this one was way funnier. It's subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought about, I thought about going for it with a Bobby Heenan quote, but we're recording on the anniversary of Heenan's death, and then I realized like everyone I found like I think I did that one. I think I did that one. Fuck, I think I did that one. Well, check out Independent Wrestling, everyone. Later. Bye. Later, dweebs. You know what I think's really sad. I know how really sad you are. I'm probably gonna leave real soon. Just wanted to let you know.